Hello and welcome to the Best Friends Fancast. We are an Allison Rosen fan podcast. Today we will be talking about the May 22nd episode with Matt Myra and Dory Shafir and the May 25th episode, Wallet Notes, Bad Boy Houses, Everyone's Favorite Musical. I am your host, Raphael. Lisa is out this week, but... I have a great guest to make up for that. So welcome, Lee Animal, top commenter, Leanne Ward. Yay! Um, Lisa is still recovering from last week. That's the rumor I'm starting. She's probably just watching Twin Peaks on a loop. Oh, yes. Daniel's um, episode, bonus bonus episode, just came out this evening. The next one, so... Like about 20 minutes before we started recording, we yeah. got the Patreon notification. So I can't wait to hear that one. I already listened to the first one. And if you're not on Patreon, you should be because even if you don't listen to Twin Peaks, these are bonus episodes. You get to hear Daniel and his friend chat it up. It's still interesting, even though I don't watch Twin Peaks. So Yeah, he, he I guess partly because he went to film school and also because he's such a fan of the show it's still interesting to hear him break down the show it's still a good bonus for all patreon subscribers so i don't know the order that these will be released in but the four hour episode that got edited down to closer to three hours is uh done and edited but lisa's having some technical problems so i don't know if this will come out first or that one but I can't wait for you guys to hear that. Before we get started, I just want to say, what? Oh, <laughs> I wrote notes. Sorry, Joanna. And I was like, why? And then I forgot because I was, <laughs> we were like, you know, when, uh, like when they're doing a movie, it's like, you know, take one, clap. They do that clap thing, oh, the yeah. board. Um, I was doing that with my hands and I noticed in a video, she looked startled by my loud clap. So <laughs> sorry, Joanna. Um, I, and I do want to say again, thank you so, 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 so much to Lisa, her husband, Mike, and her kids, Ruby and Johnny, for letting us invade their home and letting me and Rachel stay there the whole weekend. Their house is amazing. I really loved it. They're like, they have everything you could want. I mentioned that Lisa was treating us better than my mother has ever treated me. Like (laughs) anything you could want, they had it. Like, if you wanted a snack, if you wanted a drink, if you needed anything you could think of. Like, we needed sunscreen for the beach. She's like, oh, sure, take this. Like, she's like, we have beach towels. You need, uh, like, everything was taken care of. I told her she should open a bed and breakfast, and I would stay there. She's, I'm not surprised. She seems like she would be super hospitable. So that doesn't surprise me one bit. Yeah, and she says we need to make this a yearly thing. Um... I hope so, because I had, we had, I'm going to speak for everyone. We had a (laughs) great time. We did the Dell versus Bell. Uh, I don't even remember if we talked about that much on the actual episode we recorded, but we talked about everything else. So thank you again to the whole Lowry family. And of course, thank you to Joanna, Jen, Becky, Trice, Megan, and Rachel. Everyone came from so far away. 
except for Joanna. She's like down the street, <laughs> but <laughs> still appreciate her being there. And it's crazy. Becky came from Seattle. That's kind of crazy. Oh, that's awesome. Jen came from L.A., Trice drove a crazy amount of time and then just stayed overnight. And like the next day, like noon, he drove back. And then Megan, she made a trek on on her scooter. Rachel, <laughs> I dragged along. So, I mean, we're all kind of crazy, but I'm glad that we were all there together. Unfortunately, Ray could not join us because of something he was doing. And um, thank you, Jay for the photo of all the memes. Uh, I think uh, Lisa put it up on Facebook probably. Um, so check that out. Oh yeah, and thank you everyone who, because we missed the live, the live Facebook uh, stream with Allison because we were at Disneyland. Thank you everyone who mentioned that they would buy the shirt or yes. everyone who was calling me Henny on the live stream and confusing Allison. I really <laughs> liked that when I watched it later. So enough of the thank yous. We have a show to talk about. On Monday, she had Matt, Myra, and Dory Shafir from the Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure podcast that people have been recommending she have them on or be on her on their podcast. Um, do you listen to this show, first of all? I've listened to a couple episodes. I... I'm not a religious listener because, you know, it's like 50 podcasts that I subscribe to, but I have listened to some. I think he's better with his wife alone because <laughs> he was, I thought I liked him. I like him when he's with his wife. I like him on the, um, with Dory. I liked him on, uh, the excellent, excellent adventure podcast when I have listened to it. But, um, on the first episode he was on with Allison, there were some things I did not like about him, like his fat shaming and stuff like that. Even though he was very overweight, he doesn't have any sympathy for people with a, with weight struggles. Give him chance. I've given Matt chances, and I really liked him on. Uh, I really like him on uh, the Excellent Adventure. He seems to be very, um, you know, deferential to Dory and supportive of her. And I liked him on Allison's show. And one of the things I noticed, um, on this episode, and I noticed when I heard them on, um, the Nerdist podcast together was he was good at letting her just sit back and talk, you know, about things that pertain to her without jumping in, which sometimes I think the more famous person, which I would consider him probably the, probably the more famous as far as audio media goes anyway. Um, it, I would consider him more famous, but he both times, um, both shows that I've heard him on with her done a good job of letting her sit back and talk about her book and talk about herself and different things without jumping in. So I was impressed by that because I didn't know because I thought he was could be pretty arrogant, you know, and in other situations that I've heard him in. So, yeah, this time it was funny. I haven't I've stopped listening to Nerdist podcasts for probably over a year and I just listen if. Like, I've listened to, like, maybe two in the last year, and they're just with Hardwick. So I've forgotten what Matt Myra is like, and this time he was kind of rubbing me the wrong way, but... Oh, really? He didn't rub you the wrong way the last time, or did he? Um, no. I, I, I could understand why someone could be upset about the fat shaming and the ham planets and all that, but... Right. No, I just think... Oh, that's what it was. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. I just think he was... I, I did like when he let... That he does, like, give... Dory her space I don't know he was a bit much but probably just just my issues or something but 
they talked obviously a lot about IVF and how having a baby is the end game and Allison's already there and it's interesting hearing the difference in their experiences because they're they're still going through it but they're because of Allison's infertility issues and her endometriosis being different than Dory and Matt's issues it's interesting hearing the differences in how their doctors are approaching it which yeah. which makes it seem cuz like like they kind of mentioned is there like an in vitro I forget what they call it, a uh, complex, like, like it's kind of like a business. And at certain points when Allison would talk about how much money it's costing them, I started to feel that way. So I can't imagine how they feel, but it just reminded me that this is like doctors and scientists, you know, doing their jobs, not just, right. you know, people like, eh, take these pills and we'll shoot right. some injections. Um, what were your thoughts on all of that? Um, yeah, I, I had those same kind of like mixed feelings. I, it does, I, ultimately I think I kind of, I'm on the side of their, the doctors are trying and they probably are trying different things, but they're not just throwing things against the wall. But I imagine it seems like a slow process and it is an expensive process. So I can see why you can get cynical, um, about it when you're in it, but obviously a lot of times it works. So um, for those who can afford it. And they, they did mention, um, Matt was talking about how they were, you know, in the clinic and, you know, trying to decide which credit card are you going to put it on? Yeah. And that part to me, like, I was always someone who avoided credit cards and didn't want to get in debt. And so just hearing that, like, made me kind of nervous for him. Like, I can't imagine thinking about having that much debt looming over you is like it was kind of giving me a panic attack yeah I'm we're some we're people who we pay off our credit card every month so that yeah that that did make me nervous too but um I wondered when he was saying that I was like were they are they really not paying it off because I I mean far be it from me to speculate about their income but I don't think they're poor. They've got to be making more money than Daniel and Allison, probably. I mean, he's a writer on a show, at least that. And then he, you know, does some other things. And then she's whatever she is at BuzzFeed. I mean, but maybe they're not as good with money. Maybe Allison and Daniel are also putting a bunch of stuff on credit cards. But I, it doesn't seem like something that Allison would want to do. And, uh, She's never told us that, and I'm sure she doesn't tell us everything, but, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm speculating here, but I'm like, I wonder if they really just put it on the credit card and let, are letting the debt mount up, or and they can't really afford it, or if he's just kind of saying, you know, or are they paying it off more than he made it sound like? I have no idea. But either way, it's very expensive, and the idea of putting on credit card cards and letting that debt build up seems very nerve-wracking to me. Yeah, I don't think that they're exactly hurting for money because I know when I was listening to The Nerdist, he was talking about, like like you mentioned, he has like 30-some guitars. Yeah. And these are not cheap guitars. Like yeah, you mentioned, exactly. he, he has one Gibson and there's only two of them and the other one belongs to Paul McCartney. Like, Right, yeah, exactly. Even like a brand new Gibson can be like 
five grand. So it's yeah. it's nuts. So if he's like in vintage guitars and all that. He's he's got a he's I'm sure he's fine. He's doing and all right. He yeah. could he could sell a couple guitars. Um, exactly. So after all the IVF talk, they kind of started. Someone had a question about uh, being dog parents, and now I know you're a fan of uh, Can I Pet Your Dog, and we'll talk about that some more during yes. the Thursday chat. But they they mentioned that. Matt will be the good cop and that Dory's the bad cop with their dog, Bo. You lost your dog, but how how were you and Bill? I had to be the strict one because he was my guide dog. And so there were certain rules that needed to be followed. I, but he was so good, I didn't really have to be the bad. There was really nothing to be a bad cop about with him, almost. I mean, he had like, he he was a food hog. So if he saw food... He would want to get to it and, you know, we couldn't feed him table scraps or things like that. But even then he wasn't like begging for them or anything. If we dropped something, he'd run for it. But at that point, he'd be like, all right, enjoy. But um, we wouldn't hand him food. Um, But other than that, he really was, um, we didn't have to do good cop, bad cop. However, when he wasn't working, sometimes Bill would, um, you know, start playing with him and say, thing and say I never make you work Leanne makes you work I never make you work I'm the good one so you know and we laugh about that but uh or I'm the nice one so but that was just a joke so but yeah so we didn't really have to do that yeah so Rachel has a dog very cute dog called Stubbs and Stubbs I think Stubbs that's a cute name Stubbs is a girl and she um I think she acts very differently when I come over because Rachel will, she's definitely the bad cop and she has to be. (laughs) Um, And I'm like, why are you being mean to her? (laughs) And so I, I can't imagine what it's like to actually own a dog, but I think this episode just kind of reiterated that I'm not ready for that responsibility and I can just live vicariously through Rachel and Stubbs. Yeah. She's definitely the bad cop. And like some like if I if we're eating, Stubbs will come to me. Like oh yeah, he knows. He'll give she me knows. something. Yeah, and stuff like that. So, um, but uh, now I'm missing Stubbs. I because I haven't seen her in a couple of weeks because she was Aww. when we were in L.A. Uh, she was at a, a boarding place, so I didn't oh, get to Stubbs. see her when she came back. But I'll be seeing her tomorrow night, so I'm oh, happy about that. And yeah, Rachel's there too, so whatever. Well. <laughs> Um, shout out to Rachel. Rachel, <laughs> hi. From other things that I've heard Matt on, Bo sounds like he's uh, not the best uh, behaved dog. So I don't think they got, you know, the 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 easiest dog. And I think Matt and Dory did kind of make reference to that, even on Allison, on Allison's show, that he had some issues. So uh, I imagine that there has to be a bad cop in that situation they they mentioned that they have a rhodesian ridgeback and i am assuming that's a huge dog and he doesn't like un he doesn't like unneutered dogs right and they said he it's kind of unpredictable how he will react to dogs and people and for instance he is the one who instigated the attack in the park that ended up with dory being bit by uh someone's dog Maybe he put a hit out on her. <laughs> he put a hit Cause she's out? Because she's the bad cop, so. Oh, <laughs> the dog did? Yeah, maybe Bo did. 
It was like a fake dog fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's like, you bite her. That'll show her. That's a theory. <laughs> <laughs> conspiracy theory with Leanne right. Ward. And um, I actually hate conspiracy theories, but I think that one that one is probably true. Possible. I mean, what are dogs really saying with all that barking? We can't tell. Right. And then they started talking about um, some TV, like Hands, Handmaid's Tale. Have you read the book i guess it's a book now it's a tv show i guess there was a movie um i can't watch anything disturbing because like allison it will stick with me forever i still think about things that when i was a kid that i even just overheard and i wasn't even in the same room that was on tv that stuck with me forever so i um no the answer to that is no now i can read more disturbing books than i can see them dramatized on tv or movie but i haven't read the book but i could probably read the book and be okay but i will never watch the series although it does sound like it's interesting but again it also sounds like something that i should stay away from yes he lives pretty close to me except he's in florida a lot so i don't really know how much he's here anymore but he still gives a lot of money to us, to our to our town. Going back to the weekend in L.A., or in Orange, I should say, we were kind of hanging out for a bit, and we turned on Hulu because Allison's... Or Allison, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> because Lisa's house has everything you could ever want. We right. put on Hulu, and, and I was like, oh, we should watch A Handmaid's Tale. And oh. I, I only got to see the first, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes, if that. Apparently, I missed all the traumatic parts, but I I don't know. They talked about this more on Thursday, but I don't know what about this show could be so bad. Like, I've seen some traumatizing things. Um, I don't know that this TV show is that bad, but Trice did mention that there's like a rape involved. Well, um, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I wasn't you, in, but I'm definitely out. <laughs> can you tell us some of the things that you overheard in your childhood that haunted you? Oh my word! This I don't want to. I don't want to re-trigger you or anything. No, no. Now I think about it, and I'm like, oh my word, Leanne, you're such a baby. But I, I still avoid these things now. But um, literally, I would freak out. Like I watched this, or heard. I wasn't even in the room for it, but I overheard part of like when I was supposed to be in bed. Um, I overheard a show called Go Towards the Light or something like that, and the kid had that. There's like a little boy who got AIDS from a blood transfusion. And for weeks, I kept asking my parents, are you sure I haven't gotten a blood transfusion? I was sure there was a possibility I was going to get HIV. And then same type of thing with the a, show, a, a movie that was on one of those Sunday night, back in the day, they used to have um, these shows on Sunday nights, these dramatic shows that I called Sunday night tragedies that my mom always watched. And so there's another one where a kid or the, the mom died of cancer. So for weeks, I was worried about that. So if I can't even handle that, I can't handle rape. Like, I think I remember you talking about this on here yeah, before. Yeah, I thought I had. Yeah. You haven't had any blood transfusions lately, have you? No, no. And I won't. I never will. No, I don't know. But yeah, I, and other things too. But like, I can't handle... Like a lot of like, sc like screaming and movies. And I don't know. I think 
I would say it's because I can't see what's going on. So my brain fills it in, but there's plenty of sighted people who have this problem too. So, you know, I don't want to hear screaming or crying. That's tragic. I mean, obviously if somebody's just crying, cause whatever, that's different, but because they're really, really upset, I don't like any of that. So I need roses and, and rainbows when it comes to television. That, that makes sense that you would be, um, what's the word? You would be more sensitive to the sound. And I guess yeah. when we're seeing it, we can kind of take in the whole scene and right. it would be maybe lessened for us. But I don't know. I would think that that would make it worse if I could see it. So I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't know how to test this. I guess I could just right. <laughs> strap on a blindfold and maybe watch Handmaid's right. Tale and see how I feel after. There you go. Or or watch a show where a kid dies of AIDS. That would be a real test. Um, don't know if I want to Google <laughs> a show about a kid dying with AIDS, but um, if if I come across one, I'll, I'll okay. close my eyes. All right, then that can be that can be your ne- what you guys do at the next meetup. Allison meet up. Yep. Interesting. We might, we might <laughs> no, do that. Don't do it. <laughs> no, we won't. Um, so then they started talking about Dory's book, which is called Startup, a novel. I was wondering why it's Startup, a novel. Why does it have to say a novel? Is that like a thing now? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it's like Twilight, a novel, or what other Hunger Games, no. a novel. Star, Starlight, a paperback. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not into that part. Dictionary. A dictionary. <laughs> dictionary. A boring book. <laughs> <laughs> so Allison started talking about the book that book proposal that she put together. Oh, about, that was a revelation. Right. About her IVF experience. And I guess the publisher did not show interest in it. But it, now Did she only shop it to one publisher? That's what it sounded like. I think she might have. It sounded like it was just to one. I'm like, what? Now, I will buy anything Allison Rosen related. And actually, I bought for a gift for something. I forget what. I bought Megan a book of Twitter jokes that had one Allison Rosen tweet. And this book is from like 2007. Are you serious? There's a book with Twitter tweets and she's in that? She has one of them in there. Yeah. That's crazy. So Allison's already been published, and she's going to be published again. I can't wait for her book to come out. I know. I'm excited. I, although I want her to audio, make it an audio book, but I don't know that that's going to happen, because I assume that costs money. Oh, that would have been a good question to ask. But, I mean, she technically does have a studio in her home, so she could just read it whenever. Oh, that's true, with Elliot in the background and Wendy. Ooh, <laughs> it won't be soundproof. real. <laughs> that's right. It'll be the sound effects. <laughs> I mean, if she puts out an audiobook, I will have to buy both versions. Right. Well, I would, too, just just to support her. I would buy both, you know. Right. Yeah, I think that's about it for the Monday episode, unless you have some notes you want to talk about. I'm good on that. All right. So moving on to the Thursday show. So they had special guest Renee Colbert from Can I Pet Your Dog filling in. It seems like she was going through the Rolodex trying to see who she could get in. And I guess everyone was busy, but Jordan suggested Renee Colbert. And I think she did a great job. Um, You listened to Can I Pet Your Dog? And I've only listened to the episodes with Allison and Jenna. Yes, I think. um, And those are great episodes. But I will have to admit, my favorite episode was with Jordan Morris. 
because they did a dog cat um, debate, which one was better dogs or cats. And it was very funny. And Renee was very funny on there because she was team dog. And, um, and uh, Jordan was team cat. And I believe Travis McElroy, who was also on Allison's show, um, was the judge. And I don't remember what, what, uh, what Renee's co-host Allegra, what team she was on, but they were very funny and ruthless. So, um, I, I would say go and listen to that because it was very funny. Okay. Um, so I was going to say, does Jordan even own a dog? He has a cat. Okay. So that's why, so that's why they had the cat. That's why they had the, uh, the debate about which was better cats or dogs because they're all on the same network. Jordan Morris. Right, they're all on maximum fun. Max fun. Yeah. So that's probably, that's somewhat how they probably know each other. I mean, they'd probably know each other from other things. I'm assuming, you know, if she's in the entertainment business out there, but. And Lisa knows him from a completely different way. Anyway, you'll hear about that possibly coming either. You've already heard it or you'll hear it in the future. Can't wait for that. I will say I, uh, can I pet your dog is my first, this first show I listen to on Tuesday mornings. If I have a chance to listen to anything like while I'm getting ready to work, that's what I listen to. Cause it's just, very, Travis McElroy described it as what did he say? Adorable, and that's what it is. And Renee, but I really enjoyed her on this because she doesn't tell stories like she told <laughs> on Allison's show, um, on that show. So, because that show is about dogs, and they're very funny about it. But um, you know, the topics don't range um, beyond dogs, really. So, right. Um- I yeah, they mentioned that that show is like kind of just like a like no politics zone. The kind of like Allison was trying to keep the Thursday show. It's it's like one of those shows you can just put on and not worry about hearing anything weird or. You know what? It's a show I put on while I'm eating because I know it's, I'm not going to get grossed out. <laughs> I, I feel like there's potential for gross out moments though with dogs. Well, one time there was um, like dog throw up, but I can handle that. But I've cleaned up enough dog throw up in my day. It's other things that I don't want, like, you know, body fluid type things from right. people, I guess. Oh, from people. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're... Speaking oh, of yes. bodily fluids from people, um, Allison has baby vomit in her hair. <laughs> That's right. Now, I fortunately have pretty short hair and have never had to deal with this. But I'm wondering if you've ever had anyone throw up in your hair? Maybe no. your own vomit? <laughs> Nope, I've only ha- I've probably had baby spit up in my hair, but not ba- baby vomit. And it wasn't from my baby, just somebody else's baby. And then I just hand the baby back once I do that. But my hair is not long, too, so that helps. Now, and then this led, well, for one, it, it Renee gave a tip. About- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, the fact that she put it in her wallet, I do I, I know, that's silly. Maybe she has a George Costanza-esque wallet full of random tidbits, but I can't imagine hearing something... Seinfeld reference. Yes, of course. I can't imagine hearing something that was like so life-changing to me that I would have to write it down and stick it in my wallet. Megan actually did at Disneyland teach me about child temperature at Starbucks. You know, you don't want like a super hot cup of coffee because you can't drink it right away. Like I want to 
in the morning, I want to chug it down because I'm trying to wake myself up. In child temperature, I could even go like a little higher than that, but it was like the perfect temp for just sipping it right away. Oh, that's nice. That's the temperature. I, that's the only temperature I can do. Otherwise, it will burn my tongue and I and I feel it for the next few days. Right. So that was the closest I, I think I've been maybe ever to writing something writing down. Writing something down, a tip down. But um, do you have any tips in your wallet that you would like to share? Well, no, because they would have to be in Braille. So I have nothing <laughs> in my wallet except credit cards and... Um, well, that's it. I don't even carry my pur- a purse around unless I have to. That's why I like the winter because then I just shove my wallet in my winter coat pocket. But then in the summer, I ha- the summer and spring, I have to wear stupid purse or have a stupid purse with me, and I hate it. When you had your dog, because he has like a, a harness, right? Or he yeah. had a harness, right? So yeah. did you ever like strap saddlebags to him, and then you can no. just put your purse on him that way? No, I never did that, but he did he did have a sign that said please don't pet I'm working or something like that attached to the harness and it had like a the um people my uh coworkers or colleagues gave that to me one year for Christmas and it had like a zipper. So sometimes I would put like not my whole wallet because I never wanted to put anything that could be remotely heavy on his back, but um I would like put a card a, a a card in there or something if I knew I needed a specific card. Um, I wouldn't do that. I probably wouldn't do that normally, except that I know myself that I'm obsessive enough about that kind of thing that I wouldn't forget to take it out. But I would never put like anything on his harness that I thought would uh, weigh him down. Okay, that's good. But I I do think if I saw like a guy (laughs) walking around with saddlebags, that'd be pretty cool. That would be funny. Allison had a dream about Daniel again. Jenna's dream had to do with Allison and some bitchy lady kind of pushing Jenna out of a mom group. Yeah, that Allison was in. Now, do you think there's there's any meaning to dreams? Like, do you think this was because maybe she felt like maybe her and Allison are growing apart or something like that? Do you think there's like a reason for this dream or was it just none? I don't. I don't think so. I think it was nonsense. Maybe I think there's some odd insecurities with Jenna when she's pregnant, apparently, because then she had her second dream about Al, you know, cheating on her, but staying with her just because he knew he had, (laughs) he felt like he had to. Um, So I don't, I don't think that there's that insecurity. I feel like they're probably closer now that, um, you know, they both can share in this parenting thing. It seems like. Because um, on, like, I don't have an Instagram, but I do check Allison's and I checked Jenna's recently. And Jenna, you know, posted a sweet Mother's Day uh, post to Allison, you know, and tagged Allison and stuff like that. And so I don't know. But I don't put any stock in dreams. And I will have to admit, I think I might have done a JMO about this a long time ago, but I don't know. Maybe it wasn't a JMO. It might have just been a tweet. But basically, <sighs> nothing is worse than hearing a friend say, I had a dream about this. Then my brain just turns off. I don't, I worded it differently. I forgot how I worded it, but basically I never want to hear about people's dreams unless it's about me and then just make it really quick and then, uh, then move on. So like this one was fun. I liked to hear, I liked to, I liked Jenna's dream. I thought that was fun to hear. I liked 
to hear about Allison's dreams. But then when they really got into the dream talk, I was like, <laughs> So I guess I shouldn't tell you about the time that I had a dream that the hamburger was eating me. <laughs> you can tell whatever you like. Other people like dream stories, so that's fun. I'm saying my little preference, the hamburger was eating you. Did that really happen? <laughs> it's a Seinfeld joke. He said oh, that okay. on the show. I, was gonna, I had a feeling somehow that this was... <laughs> A bit. <laughs> <laughs> you you can never tell with me and Jeff. <laughs> yeah, you. Oh, Jeff. Uh, I haven't gotten to that part in the Facebook live stream, but I I'm glad that I was right. Um, I know you boys were all right, and we girls are all like, oh, of course Jeff wouldn't lie to us. Well, he's already lied before, and I call it lying. I'm not gonna call it anything. A spade is a spade, but I will say that that Allison. Oh, you haven't watched that part yet. And I don't want to say too much about the live stream, but I figured since I'm the one that um, brought it up, because I thought it was a safe thing to bring up, you know? <laughs> yes, 13. It wasn't, it didn't seem like a private matter. So I mentioned that. And then I wish I hadn't, because it wasn't even true. Well, I can't wait to see that part. Um... Part of me is a little relieved he doesn't have 13 cats, though, because I was trying to figure out how 13 cats in an apartment would work. And it didn't seem good. So, are we sure that he lives in an apartment? Well, I'm not sure about anything when it comes to Jeff anymore. <laughs> right. But I thought he said something about I thought he has said my apartment before and certain things, but I could be wrong about that cuz that's I'm not absolutely sure about. For all we know, he has a secret family that that no right, one knows about. Right. Right. He just doesn't talk about his family. So, they talked about house shopping and this came up on the Facebook thing and Patreon. And now they're talking about it on the Thursday show. I was just going to say my favorite part of that whole discussion was <laughs> the Alan part. When Al, when they're like, let's come up with a bad, what's a good name for like a bad boy? And Alan's like, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> so was funny. That, that was unexpected and funny. I thought that was pretty good. And then, of course, it was funny when they kept calling the house Alan. So, <laughs> Do you own your home? I'm assuming you do. You, you seem yeah. like a very responsible adult. Yeah, we do. Sometimes I'm like, oh, man, I wish we were just renting because there's so much responsibility with owning. At the time, it seemed like vital that we own a house. But as my as my brother-in-law says, said when he uh, bought his house, he said, he said, now I'm a I'm I'm now a home owner. So <laughs> right now, what was your process for picking your house? Um, We wanted something smaller because we didn't at the time we bought like in 2008 when uh, oil prices were super high. And so we didn't want any, and, and, uh, in Maine, we typically heat with oil. And so, um, we didn't want something that we'd have to pay a lot of, you know, money for heat. And, but we wanted enough, you know, room that we could, you know, have an extra room and stuff like that. Some things we compromised on, not compromise with each other, but just compromised what we would have probably would have preferred is the rooms aren't very big. And then, you know, we do, it turns out owning a house is nice in some ways, but really stressful in other ways. Cause we, you know, we have like a basement leaking issue in certain spots, which we didn't know about when we bought the house. Cause they didn't disclose that to us. But then it turns out they did have that problem before we bought the house. So things, things like that, you're supposed to disclose everything, but it doesn't mean it happens. And I listen to Bill Burr's podcast and he, for years, like, you know, one thing would happen, then 
they would fix something else, then something else yeah. would happen. So he, so he, he has mentioned that instead of having an old house with charm, the next one he wants a brand new 2017 yeah. turnkey <laughs> house, he says. That would um, be nice. But I, I feel like Allison kind of would want the house with character. Like, I don't think she wants, like, yeah. some brand new everything, stainless steel, modern-looking, boring, like, soulless house. Right. That's what I would want, though, because we're not fixer-uppers. <laughs> um, but I don't really imagine they are either. So that's the interesting thing. Uh, maybe Daniel is more than I, you know, know. But I that's just not the way I picture them. But um, I thought it was interesting that she, what I wanted someone to say, but nobody said was, you know, isn't it kind of a red flag that the house is back on the market just after like a year and a half? From my non-existent experience in, in uh, real estate, I, I, I wouldn't say that that's a bad thing. Like, I feel like maybe the, I think it would mostly have to do with the owner. Like they're probably like, these people are lowballing us. Screw it. We're taking it off the market. But then, oh, yeah. you know, maybe they're also looking for another house and something that they really like came up. So then they're like, all right, put it back on the market. we got to get rid of this so we can move to this other house. But they, but they, yeah, but the, yeah, and then they move the price up, though. Yeah. So I wonder if it's the same owners, which she should be able to find that out. Because I did see somebody suggest to her, um, sh- oh, actually, I think it was uh, Shira. Is it her name Shira or Shara? I can't. Sorry, Shira. Shout out to you. She, I saw that she suggested to her on Twitter to ask for a um, a history, you know, a sales history or basically, or a seller's history. So she could find out if it was the same owners or different owners. But yeah, I think she is definitely resonating on this. And uh, what I say is you both need to love the house because otherwise there will be a cause of contention when something goes wrong. Or if something goes wrong, especially with the pool, they both have to be comfortable with that, with the kid. Right. Now, I don't know. They said it's like 75% pool. That sounds yeah. like a bit much. But yeah. now I like when whenever I've looked for an apartment, like I'm so not picky that like I just like walk in. I'm like, yeah, there's room for the bed and my, you <laughs> know, my desk or whatever. And then there's like a couch area. I'm like, yeah, that, that'll work. That's pretty much all I need. So I... I think like if I ever choose to buy a house, I just, I can't imagine like what, I can't imagine me being that picky. Like I, I feel like I'd look at like two houses and be like, yeah, that, that'll work. Oh my word. We looked at like 20 before we found our house, but then when we found our house, we put the offer in on the same day at the, yeah, at the time now there's things about it. We're like, ugh. But at the time, yes. So that's why I'm like, you at least have to really be into it at the time. Because, oh, that's the thing I told her on Patreon when she wrote about it on Patreon is you have to both really like it at the time and see if the things that you can't live with, you really, or things that you're kind of worried about, make sure you really can live with them because they're going to seem bigger later. Like at the time, like, oh, it's okay that the rooms are small. Now I'm like, our living room is big, but our bedroom, the bedrooms aren't very big. And now it's kind of annoying. So I'm like, eh. Another thing about Lisa's house is I feel like everything was, she has a good like dining room area. She has like, a, like a room to the side where they have like, like a big L sectional couch with the TV. They have a garage. They have the kids rooms are good sizes. I didn't see her room, but 
Actually, I did briefly, but... Um, they have a shed. They have the shed in the back. Like, her house is so fucking cool. The only thing it doesn't have is a pool, but who cares? I don't know how yeah, to swim. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, we all know that you don't know how to swim. <laughs> and, and like, her neighborhood is good. I, I, hate the, I hate when you, like, go visit someone and they're like, okay, so... There's like this thing and then you're going to turn right. It's like a fucking maze. Oh, like yeah. Her yeah. house, you, hate- you turn and you turn and you're there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, her neighborhood does sound good because it seems like there's some people with issues there, but they have like neighborhood parties. Come on. That would not happen in my, my, on my street. Yeah. Actually, when, when we took a break during the recording because um, Jen was leaving, we, we went outside to take a, like a group photo and her neighbor just yeah. walks up and she's like, oh, hey, can you take our picture? And of course, so. <laughs> right. No, that, was... that wouldn't be happening on my street, probably. The thing is, I, I'm not like a good neighbor. I don't know any of my Neither neighbors are we. or anything. Yeah. So I, I would be like, uh, should we ask that guy? Like, I don't even know who he is. Does he live here? We honest, we know our neighbor's dog's name, but not our neighbor's name. Oh, so. that's funny. Yeah. Because we've heard her say her dog's name. Right. So back to the pool's. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say the one thing about the pool is I would have already been nervous, but after the Jack Berta episode, I was like, no way am I ever having a pool. Yeah, and that that's what I was going to mention is they they mentioned in that, I guess, Daniel's cousin or something teaches this class, but there's like baby swimming classes. My brother-in-law, Bill's brother, there, he and his wife did that with my nephew, with their kid. I don't know anything about it, but I know that they took him to that. Or I don't know if they still do, but they were. And he's only two now. He just turned two, like, last month. So, Just from the brief description of it, this sounds kind of like waterboarding for a child. Oh, it sounded weird. I didn't love the sound of it. Yeah, I don't know that I would ever do this. But I, I feel like if you have a pool, it's something to look into. But that right. seems... I don't know. Maybe they should go to one of these classes and and see how it Observe. is. But that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe go. It it watch did one. sound a bit traumatic. So if anyone has any experience with this, I would love to hear about it on the Facebook group. Yeah, I think Shara does because um I also saw <laughs> that she tweeted to Allison that swimming. I don't know if she meant for babies, but swimming lessons for kids was good. And I do agree with that, but I just don't know about babies. So then we got to know Renee a little better and Oh my word, Renee. So she used to be a magician's assistant at the Magic Castle, no less. Um Yes, I thought of I thought of Lisa who really wants to go to the Magic Castle. And wasn't Megan it her? Has, and Meg- Megan. Yes, she does. And Megan has been to the Magic Castle. Right. I've only seen it on like TV shows and whatnot. I hear about it on podcasts, but it seems like a magical place. Maybe that I should put that on the list for next time I go. I don't if know how can I can get in, but she was an assistant for a trick and she put on a couple of pounds because of cronuts <laughs> and she ruined this magician's trick and was escorted from the premises never to be heard of again. Yes. Um, is that a bit much, do you think? Well, I hear that they're very, um, again, obviously they're very, uh, they've got a lot of rigid stuff going on there. They're pretty secretive and you have to be on some get in you can't just walk in to even watch it right right you have to know someone be invited and you have to come women i think have to like wear a dress or something and men have to wear a jacket oh yeah 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 
So it's all this pomp and circumstance and all this stuff. So I'm thinking, I'm guessing that she, you know, she kind of ruined that magic, the magic of it. And so they were very upset. Now, who knows? Maybe she exaggerated the story a little bit, too. You know, now I don't trust anybody after the Jeff thing. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, the story to me sounded pretty believable. Um, I feel like I feel like magicians are kind of um, a a, a touchy bunch. Yes, I think so. And, um, you know, I I think it's funny because Anna Ferris, she she has like this list of people that you should never, you know, date. And she says a magician is one of them. And so like at the top of her list. And I could see that, you know. So when they brought this up, it made me want to ask, and I, I've been meaning to, but I've missed the last two live streams for various reasons. I need to ask Allison to do a card trick on camera because she used to be into magic. Maybe Allison could do a trick and Renee can be her assistant. <gasps> well, that would be hilarious. That would be so funny. I just speaking of um, Allison doing that, she used to do card tricks. I was watching some old um, episodes. The uh, what is it? Help me out here. You know, the before it became show? a podcast. No, oh, before Ustream. it became a pod. You stream. Thank you. That was not gonna come to my head. So um, it, my head's too full of credit card numbers. But um, the you stream. I was watching like a couple of old episodes because I so, last Saturday I was like. I want to I want to uh, see a Ustream thing with Jenna, you know, and um, she was so silly. Allison was so silly on those. And and you don't really get that from the podcast. You get a lot of other great things, but you don't get the silly, the just pure silliness that she had on that show. Yeah, I've mentioned it before that I liked her on Red Eye and in those old YouTube clips of Ustream because. Yeah she you would get a different sense of yeah. humor from her a different style of humor yeah i mean i pref- honestly i think i i prefer this version that we all know and love the podcast version cuz i like the mix but it is fun and there's like kind of a joy in the silliness that she showed that side of her on the um on the ustream like to me i know she said it before but it's new it would it would be news to me that she liked to you know, dress up and stuff and, and costumes. <laughs> yeah. And I, and like I've mentioned before her, that silliness comes through in her writing, which yes. yet again, oh, her another writing, reason, amazing. yeah, another reason I can't wait to get her book. So then they talked about Renee getting a dog. Finally, big season two reveal for, can I pet your dog? I guess. And as yes. someone who has been contemplating getting a dog for years, even though I, like I said, I don't think I'm ready. But this is going to be big news for her podcast, right? Well, the thing is, yes, because each episode of Can I Pet Your Dog, and everybody, I encourage you to go listen to the Allison and Jenna episodes. Um, but each each uh, episode starts with, you know, Allegra saying, I'm a dog. I'm Allegra, Allegra Ringo. I'm a dog owner. And then Renee will say, and I'm Renee Culver, a dog wanter. So, um because she's like, a, you know, really obsessed with dogs, but she doesn't have a dog, which is kind of funny, too, because now they're doing it at the end of the show of this episode. She talked about or she mentioned the, a new podcast that they started about dogs and cats, and she doesn't have a dog or a cat. So <laughs> um, 
But anyway, she, so like she said on the, uh, for part of the max fun drive, they said that you know, or she said she'd get a dog if they reached a certain, you know, pledge number. Um, it wasn't a money number. It was a person number. And so they definitely reached that, but she was already taught. She'd already kind of started setting goals for when she was going to get a dog. So like she kind of said on the podcast, she may have already had this goal set even before a number was established. You know, the number may have already been reached. Um, but her roommate doesn't like dogs. And I guess he's a musician or, you know, a singer and has some allergies. Her roommate actually does the theme song for that podcast. Just a side fact that you guys probably don't care about. But, um, so she's been talking about, and one thing she didn't say about this was a funny story was she, her apartment is no dogs. You're not supposed to have a dog, but she's a dog walker. So one of the things that she does is she walks dogs. And, um, so she always has dogs at her house. And so she got up the courage to ask her landlord, you know, is there any way I could have a dog? I, I'll pay extra to have a dog. And he's like, oh, I thought you already had a dog. <laughs> and so <laughs> so he said, sure. You know, he said, yeah, because he already thought he had a dog and was just letting it go. So. <laughs> hey, and no price increase in the rent. No, no, no. And he didn't increase the price. He already thought she had a dog. So whatever. Hmm, maybe the godfather had a talk with him. Um <laughs> So also part of Renee's past is that she was in some musicals off Broadway. Oh, yeah. I didn't know she could sing because on um, Can I Pet Your Dog, once in a while they'll kind of do a little sing for a second, but you can't really catch from They're just being silly. So you can't really catch that if they can sing or not. So I was like, oh, she. there's a lot I didn't know about her, even though I listened to that show religiously. Because like I said, they pretty much stay on the topic of dogs. Yeah, the best thing about Allison's show, Monday and Thursday, is that we do get to see a different side of people that we think we know. Right. Now, are you a musical fan? I think I know the answer. Yes. That's how I combat the the demons of cancer and AIDS, (laughs) is I am a musical fan. Rent? No. <laughs> I was about to mention, is Rent the one where someone dies of AIDS? Yes. Well, I had no idea what it was about when I when I went to go watch it. And all I knew was that one song, you know, I don't remember what it's called, but the famous one. And it sounded cheery enough, you know. And I guess I didn't pay attention to it that well. I just thought it sounded cheery. I was very shocked when, <laughs> when I watched it. And it's oh. actually a pretty, for the time, it was a very obviously a very progressive play so it's an important play it's just a play that would bother me because i'm a weak sensitive person i guess snowflake (laughs) (laughs) so what what are some of your favorite musicals um i love sound of music fiddler on the roof um my fair lady oh everything annie Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. I grew up on that. There's others, but somehow they're just, they've left my brain. Music Man. I don't like Oklahoma. I always thought that one was boring. A lot of the Disney ones. So now I, I would say that I like musicals, but I haven't, I've never seen one in person. I've only heard the soundtracks and the, the, the main ones that I know I haven't listened to any in a while, but, um, the main ones that I really like are Wicked, 
Newsies. Oh, Newsies is good. Yeah. And uh, why not throw Frozen in there? Shout out to Megan. That's we, oh, right. We met um, the Elsa and Anna at Disneyland, and Megan was in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and those aren't the real one. They're not the real voices or anything, right? They're just people dressed oh, up, right? Oh my God! If if I met Kristen Bell, right, I would, that would be, be freaking amazing. the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's how. And then of course, Adina Menzel is a Broadway star, right? So, star, of but yeah. But Ben, but um, Kristen would be the one I'd be like super excited about. Yeah, her so, as well. She's great. Yeah, but it's funny that Megan was. I mean, Megan, I love you, but but funny that you were so excited to meet the characters of Frozen. I liked Frozen, but I didn't. It wasn't my favorite. Although now I'm more like, well, I I respect it because it was it is kind an, an empowering woman women um female empowerment disney movie which disney is not always known for doing a good job with that although they've been doing better or pixar has done they did moana was good for that too but as we went through the little mermaid ride at disneyland they were like <laughs> oh don't you love this story and i was like yeah a woman loses her voice for a man sounds great yeah <laughs> who said don't you love this story megan um, I think Rachel and Megan both really liked it, and I've I've never I don't think I've ever seen it, and if I did as a kid, I've completely forgotten it. But oh, that one song under the wait, not under the sea, which is the one she sings about her thingamabobs. Oh, uh, dang it! That was that was my sister Rachel's favorite um, Disney movie, but I can't remember. I know what song you're talking about, but I just can't think of what it's called yeah that song i know it because we had a, a vhs tape of disney musicals and it was a sing-along tape oh part of your world that's what it's called uh that's the one and so i know that song from that and that song is so good like i've, I've like that when is good i was song. big into when i was listening to like wicked and all that i would like look up musical clips on youtube and i would watch uh the lady who did that originally sing it and i, I would watch that over and over oh this warms my heart <laughs> why is just that like, just like just like it warmed my heart when i found out you loved frozen i just wouldn't have guessed that about you listen you know? i you, you <laughs> Be gotta proud. have a balance like yes for sure i have a band called um what the hell is Some it called? metal band Thy Art is Murder, and <laughs> their early stuff, I can't understand what they're saying, but I've looked up the lyrics, and it's some pretty heinous stuff. Oh, also, boy. love me some Slayer, I'm gonna go see them and Metallica this year. Oh, like, you're seeing Metallica. I listen to anything and everything, Mexican music, I'll listen to anything if it's good, that's the thing. I you don't... like good music. Yes, so if... If there's a musical out there you think I should listen to, I like someone, everyone raves about Avenue Q, and I was like Garfunkel, Garfunkel and Oates love it. I'm gonna listen to it, and I was bored to tears. I had to I'm, shut I'm it not, off. I'm not familiar with that one. I've heard of it, but I don't know it. I've never watched it, listened to it. There's some that there. I, I do have some gaps in the musicals. Uh, my the musicals that I know are from my childhood growing up, so. Avenue Q wasn't one of them. Um, but Aladdin is my favorite Disney movie. I just want to say that again. I'm sure I've already said it on this on other episodes of this podcast. I think we had it on VHS as a kid, but I don't remember anything about it. So I'm I'm one of these days I'm gonna have to like go on a 
early Disney binge session Do or something. It. It's the best one. It has <laughs> Robin Williams does two great songs on that soundtrack. I guess I'm going to have to now. It's it's on record. Um, right. Okay. Speaking of modern musicals, um, they talked about uh, Hamilton and the show that he did before Hamilton, which I'm forgetting the name right now. In the Heights. In in the Heights. That sounds about right. <laughs> Are you buying into I the hype of not, Hamilton? I don't know either of those really well. I've heard clips from Hamilton, but it's not something that I've really latched onto as a, like, it's kind of it didn't it didn't really um, catch me because I've listened a few times because I wanted to because I think Lin um, Manuel Miranda is pretty cool, but I haven't really got and then a lot of people that I know love Hamilton, like almost everybody that I know um, love the the music from it. So I'm like, eh. but his voice honestly is a little um, screechy to me. <laughs> Okay, so we know that Daniel is obsessed with Hamilton, and when it yeah. when I first found out about it, like I'd heard about it, and then it took like a, a month or so before I was like, I need to listen to this because I I had heard that it was actually a hip hop musical, and I was like, well, now I have to listen right. to it, and I went in not knowing anything really, um, and I listened to it, and I was like, well, for one, it's like three hours long, and I was like, Jesus, but yeah. um, I I heard. Like, the things that really grabbed me were the the actual rap references because there's a part where he says, I'm only 19, but my mind is older, and that's a Mob Deep lyric. And then there's a, there's a thing called the Ten Dual Commandments, obviously Biggie's Ten Crack Commandments. Um, so Obviously. <laughs> those kind of things were, like, aimed directly at me. And then the rest of it was just a history lesson. And then I was like... I gave it a chance. I swear to God, I'd listened to it like three times. I believe That's you. Nine hours of my life that I'll I never get back. I wondered what you would think of it. I, I, I was just like, it's it's a history lesson. Like, that's fine. And it'll be great to get kids involved. But I did not see what adults were just falling over themselves to go see this thing. I didn't get it. Do you think big rap fans are a fan of Hamilton? Because when I'm thinking about it, all the people I know who love Hamilton aren't who I would consider rap fans. They might like a rap song here and there, but they're not hardcore rap fans. I feel like a lot of actual rappers and whatnot, like musicians, do like Hamilton, but I feel right. like actual rap music fans, like Jensen Karp had the perfect tweet. He said, um, if you like the Hamilton soundtrack, just wait till you hear actual rap music. Um <laughs> And I can agree with that more, like, because yeah. I'm like, why am I listening to this Mob Deep lyric when I can actually hear shook ones right now? And well, I, I would I've just listen uh, to it all the time. Right, and I think people who are really into rap appreciate the beats. And uh, excuse me for sounding like a dork, but because <laughs> uh, the words I'm going to be using are just pe- obviously from somebody who doesn't know rap, but uh, appreciate the beats and the lyrics. Whereas um, with Hamilton, I guess. They're probably I don't know what they're appreciating because, like I said, I don't really get into it. And now that song "My Shot" is in my head, and that's kind of an annoying to me and an annoying uh, song. And now it's in like, my head, so thank yeah, you for well, that. Well, you're welcome. I'm here to spread the joy. Um, but I apologize to all the people who love Hamilton because I know there's got to be people 
who are listening, who are mad at us now. But I will say the thing about my shot, it gets in my head and I'm like, it's kind of annoying, but there is something catchy about it too. So I'm like, I haven't decided if I like it or if I don't, which probably means I really don't. But otherwise I would just say I like it. I agree. And, 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 and the thing is with the, with Hamilton also, the, the lyrics were not interesting. And then the music itself to me was not very interesting. Like I was thinking like, imagine if someone like Pete Rock or DJ Premier had actually done the music for this, then it would really get actual hip hop fans into it. And it would sound a lot better in my opinion. But I think yeah. that's, that's enough uh, of me <laughs> enjoying this rap talk. But I'd rather have rap talk than dream talk. <laughs> Just for the record. Now, how about some snack talk? Oh, yes. I did have comments on this. Who sent this Hope? Hope was it Helper. Hope Helper. Okay, yep. Um, that name was memorable to me. She sent um, in some macaroons from Amazon, I guess. You can get them. And you're going to hear this later, Leanne, but Megan asked you to send her the macaroons so she could try them because she thought that you might be purchasing them to try them. Oh, I didn't because Bill informed me that I've tried macaroons before. I was going to because I was like, this is a great idea. Try this. I'll get the Snapchat. Although I can't get them every time because I get really fat. But um, but I was like, I love mint. So I was going to try the mint ones. But Bill's like, last time you had macaroons, the two times you've tried them, you haven't liked them. So I'm like, oh, okay. Because he has to remind me sometimes of foods I've tried that I don't like because I don't know. I am really bad at remembering that. <laughs> And because every time I've doubted him and I've tried, I'm like, no, I'm just going to try because I don't remember. Then he ends up being right. So now I've kind of learned to trust that a little bit more. So I didn't end up buying it. Sorry, Megan. I have a similar problem with um, like when Jenna does her Jenna tries. There are like so many things where I'm like, I would love to try that, but I don't want to buy it because I know I'm going to hate it. Right. Or Yeah. And then what do you do with the rest of it? (laughs) Right. Or it's the other end of the spectrum where... I want to buy it and I know I'll love it, but then I don't want to eat a whole package of Oreos by myself in my room. You right. Know? So... <laughs> yeah. That sounds a little sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where I do my binge eating uh, away from any. Uh, right. I wouldn't eyes. share it either. Except I do have a no, no food in the bedroom rule. I don't have a lot of rules about that kind of thing. Cause I'm not like a neat freak, but the idea of food in the bedroom, ugh. George Costanza didn't have that problem. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, reference three. So do you think that you will be trying next week's snack chat? I like that they're doing it a week, like giving you the tease. Yeah, and I have Prime. I don't remember what she said it was. I don't remember being like, oh, I want to try that though. So there were were three things and they're from Switzerland. So one was like salt-covered chocolate something or other. Oh, that did sound like something I would like, actually. Yeah, that sounded good. I feel like there was some something else. And then the, the one I do remember bar. is like an Oreo chocolate bar. And I've had like an American version of that. I wonder who, I wonder who sent that because I said I want, she didn't say who sent it. But I'm wondering if it's the um, same person who there was a Greg Fitzsimmons episode where somebody wrote in and said that she had like oh I don't remember what um there was like some medical issue where she was missing she wanted advice about um she was missing 
She called herself an ostomate, but I don't really remember what it was that she was missing. Do you kind of remember that? Her name was Jessica. I forget which organ she's missing. Yeah, I guess I'm she's sorry. like missing her intestine or something because yeah, she has I like was, a colostomy bag essentially. Coming I was going to say that, but I didn't want to say that and be wrong because that would be, you know, um, that's what it was. Because she's in another group that I'm in and um, she's from Sweden. So I'm like, I wonder, or she lives in Sweden, I believe. So I'm like, I wonder if it's her. Her name is Jessica. So if next week they say that it's Jessica somebody, then that's the same person. Just okay. so everybody knows. I thought it was from Switzerland, but maybe it was Sweden. Um, oh, Switzerland. Sorry, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I, I can't remember either. I think it was I think it was Switzerland, and I think she's in Switzerland. I don't know now. Well, you know who used to be in Switzerland was Jenna's brother, Chuck. But I oh, doubt yes. I doubt he sent them in. No, I think they would have said. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, I am out of notes for Thursday. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I don't like red velvet. <laughs> oh, the red velvet macaroon. Yeah. Well, no, I just don't like red velvet. Yeah, that's why I'm saying that. Yes, it's because of the red velvet macaroon. I love mint, though, but I don't like a red velvet cake anyway. Speaking of red velvet, um, one of the... So we had an assortment of nothing bunt cake from yes. the weekend. Um, and one of them was red velvet. I didn't try that one, but um, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know if I've ever had red velvet, but Jenna seemed to like it. She said it doesn't have yeah. any of that artificial flavor. She likes, you know, I have to make another admission. Oreos are just kind of like, eh, to me. Like if there's Oreos around, I'll eat a couple, but I never think, Ooh, I want Oreos. So I don't know if I can be a Jenna Kim Jones fan with that admission, but... You know, have you tried the golden Oreos? Because they're pretty delicious. Maybe more than the original Oreo. I don't think so. I've never really branched out in my Oreo tasting since regular classic Oreo. It's like just, it's fine, but nothing that I get excited about. Oh man, now I'm wanting some cookies. (laughs) I know, I do want cookies now though. Hmm. Which JMO spoke to you this week? Okay, well, I don't have it word for word. So basically, I'll just say that it was from Laney524 uh, Laney or 524, however it should be said. Um, she said basically that she doesn't, that it like really makes her cringe when people refer to her husband as her hubby or her man. And that spoke to me because I hubby or your man or your hub or how's your hubby or how's your man those are kind of lame to me I don't like that either but what really gets me and Daniel said it is wifey I hate that and or the wife and I think I sent a JMO in about the wife like but I also don't like wifey so it just rubs me the wrong way when people refer to their wives that way Maybe this was your tweet because I remember talking about this previously. Yes, where... yes. There's a lot of repeats in this episode from other episodes that I've been on. As far as like hubby or I, I, that doesn't really bother me. I guess it could be kind of annoying, but no, no real hatred from me. Yeah, it's one. it's not like like wifey and the wife that really gets my blood boiling. But um, but hubby, it's just kind of like eh. It's like cutesy, but I would never use the word. And I do have a friend who says like, oh, how's your hubby? Or what did your hubby think of that? And it's kind of like, eh, that's not a term I would use. But it doesn't really 
get me going. Like to me, wifey or the wife, I've said this before, but maybe the episode's not on iTunes anymore. Maybe people started listening later. Um, I find those, even though I'm sure it's not the way it's meant, it's on, it seems condescending to me. So, you know, the I don't term, like it. the term that kind of bugs me is dad bod. I was like, when did that become Ew, a thing? That's just a gross sounding word, honestly. <laughs> I don't bod. like the word bod. So any bod, <laughs> ugh, I'm with you on that. And I don't like, I've been seeing this lately in um, like people calling their boyfriends my dude. I don't like that either. My dude, that is that's just dumb. That doesn't make me angry. It just makes me like, like, ugh. That just seems dumb. <laughs> my dude, what? Get that drop. <laughs> now, if you get, now if any of you do that, I apologize. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I did pick a JMO as well, and this was just because it's um. Is it one that you hate, or do you actually? Uh... <laughs> I picked this JMO because it it kind of speaks to me. Um, Leela Rolling Stone at Stella Goat tweeted, "Have six identical pairs of my fave jeans, and worry that people will think I'm just wearing the same jeans six days in a row." Oh, that was a good one because I had thoughts on that too. What are your thoughts? So the reason I picked this one is because for a couple of years now. I have bought a pair of jeans and I wear it for a year and try not to wash it. Oh, um, <laughs> oh I, I didn't mean to be so I, judgy. I meant to say, oh, see, oh, what was that other tweet? Interesting. Now, that's the kind of reaction I get from people. But yeah, because what does, what does Rachel think? That's the real important question here. You know, she I think she thinks it's weird, but. The thing is, if you look at my pants, they're not dirty because I do wash them if they do get dirty, but I don't like live in them. So this comes from like, a, you know, when you get a pair of jeans, it's, it should be like the wear patterns are different for every person. You know what I mean? Like, um, you see like those faded jeans and that's like a machine does it, you know, like they do it at the, at the factory. Sure. So yeah, yeah. to get the natural fades. Um, you have to wear them a lot and not wash them. And then when you finally do wash them, those worn parts become the faded parts. Um, so I've done that for a few years now. And because I don't, I don't work in my jeans, I, I only essentially wear them like once or twice a week. And that's like, you know, what, for 12 hours a day or something like that. So it's not like my jeans are crazy funky and gross, but they're probably there. It's been over a year, so I'm due for a new pair, but yeah, um, you are. <laughs> it's, it's just something that is kind of interesting to me and it does take any kind of stress about what to wear out of my life because I just know I'm going to wear those pants and that's a major part of <laughs> my decision. Yeah. I've heard that people do that with food, which I don't understand. I can, I can see it with clothing though. Because I'm not like a clothes horse or anything. I, um, I'm sorry, a what? Clothes horse. Haven't you heard that term before? I've never heard that. Well, I'll have to tell you. I can't tell you where it came from, but I've heard that term. Well, you have to look it up. Put it on your, put it on the list with uh, what Aladdin things Aladdin to do and clothes horse. Okay, no, it's it's funny. There's like um, 
so Jesse Thorne from Max Maximum Fun. Yes. Um, he has a blog, a menswear blog called Put This On that I learned of from Allison's show when he was on, and oh, I yeah. I read that. Uh, now I'm I'm not so good at reading it because I don't have a lot of time. But I every now and then I do check back in and kind of scroll through. And one of the things uh, I read on his site was somebody did like an article about how a lot of designers actually wear essentially a uniform. Like Calvin Klein, you know, will wear like the same thing every day because like their wow. whole thought process goes into. Um, their Making cre- their clothes, work, not wearing yeah, them. <laughs> their creative energy goes towards their work as opposed oh. to thinking of some crazy outfit they're going to wear. So I thought that was interesting. Like, look at Steve Jobs, always with the black turtleneck, the jeans, right. and, like, the New Balance or whatever. Like, people like that. So yeah. Hey, I'm, what I'm I trying thought, to say is I'm a genius. <laughs> yeah, that that's about what I was going to say, too. You have convinced me. Um, but I... The jeans thing, I—it's kind of figured. If I mean, I don't see people and say, "Oh, they must obviously." But I—I I think I would think. I think I would just assume they had more than one pair of the same. Because you know, I don't know. I, for me, I just buy the same kind of jeans too. So I'm with Leela on this, except that I don't think about it. I just do it. You know, if I, a pair of jeans is comfortable for me, that's what I'm going to stick with. I think I'm going to steal this line from Lisa. I think that's a good place to end the show. So if you want to be part of the show, you can email bffancast at gmail.com. Make sure you follow my co-host Lisa on Twitter at jmos and bffs. As always, support Allison by clicking through her Amazon banner, buy a t-shirt, support her on Patreon, buy a pin, get Jenna special fun to hug on VidAngel, Still not Pino. Shout out to Brittany. And Leanne, where can we find you? You can find me at Leanne M. Ward on Twitter. You can find me at, at the BF or the Best Friends Fancast Facebook page. You can find me at countryuniverse.net, although I haven't written in a while. But I'm in the archives and I'll write again someday. And I think that's it. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week with Lisa, hopefully. I get mad frustrated when I rhyme. Thinking of all them kids that try to do this for all the wrong reasons. Seasons change, mad things rearrange, but it all stays the same like the love Doctor Strange. I'm tame like the rapper. Get red like a snapper when they do that. Got your whole block saying true that. If only they knew that. It was you who was irregular. Sold your soul for some secular music. This whack plus you use that. Loop over and over. Claiming that you got a new style. Your attempts are futile. Ooh, child. You're pure. Brainwaves are sterile. You can't create. You just wait to take my tape. Laced with malice. Hands get callous. From ripping microphones from here to Dallas. Go ask Alice if you don't believe me. I get inner visions like Stevie. See me. Ascend from the chalice like the weeby. Indeed, be like Calip Hum. MCs make me vomit. I get controversial. Freaking style with no rehearsal. Ooh. Contrail, moon friend. Don't you even go there. Me without a mic is like a bee without a snare. I dare to tear into your ego. We go way back like some ganja and Polico or Coleco. My mind's making decisions in your anatomy And I back this with Deuteronomy Or Leviticus, God made this word You can't get with this Sweet like licorice, dangerous like syphilis Yeah. How many mics do we rip on the desert?